0: Hello and welcome to Unbiased. I'm your host, Michael Hairston. I greatly appreciate you tuning in today. There are a lot of things vying for your attention and time yet you chose to spend a few minutes listening to the words of wisdom and experience that I'm gonna share today and I do not take that for granted. So let's get into today's topic as we talk about things that can help empower your decisions and spark your conversation concerning personal finance. In the month of July, the stock market
1: indexes have had a strong upward movement. Whether that's the S and P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or what other stock market indices you might follow, many of them have had a strong upward movement. And I got to say, as a, an investor, I was so pleased to see that. It touched my soul as well as it touched my wallet in a positive manner, and I was so happy to see that because so far this year, the market has had. Uh, some massive downward swings, lots of volatility. And it's it did, it, it, like I said, it touched my soul and did my wallet good just to see it bounce uh, for an entire month. And I'm pretty sure for you as investors, you would agree and say the same thing. So I did some analysis and went back and looked at specifically the S&P 500 stock market index, as well as the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And I picked those two because those are the two that are most widely known. So the stock market, the S&P 500 stock market index specifically for the month of July, did you know that it was up 9.3% in that month? That's a whale of a movement in a short period of time. Now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it was up 7.5% during that month of July. That also was a pretty strong movement. And that's a lot of, that, that. when I say that, that's that's a sharp movement. I, you know, that's a, that's, there are times in the market when you look at it hysterically where you'll see periods like this, where there's a short period of time and you got a sharp movement in that short period of time. And what I want to do today is start to talk about a couple of points. And number one, I thought it would be right to speak to the natural emotion that tends to hit us. When we see positive movements like this happen so fast, and that emotion is FOMO. You've heard me talk about this before, fear of missing out. You know, when we see the market move really fast, really quick, the natural tendency is to rush in and buy things while they are rising so quickly. But I'm going to caution you to take a pause before you hit buy or sell. And I need you to ask yourself two important questions. A, the movement that I'm thinking about, whether it's the buy or the sell, in this a rapid rising environment where I see the market rising so fast. Will that, will, will that trade that I'm thinking about moving? Will that help me accomplish my long-term strategy? So I need you to ask yourself that fundamental question. Whatever I'm thinking about doing, will it help me accomplish my long-term investment strategy? And B, am I reacting to what's happening or simply executing my strategy? There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're reacting to what's happening. And there's certainly nothing wrong to admitting that you are definitely in accomplishing your long-term investment strategy. You just want to be clear for yourself what your intentions are and, and what's driving your intentions. Because whether it's FOMO or whether it's executing a long-term strategy, both of them have different outcomes and different expectation levels. So you want to know what's driving your actions so you know what to expect as you're making your investment moves. Now, I know many of you might be saying, okay, but isn't the name of the game to buy low and sell high? Yeah, absolutely. That's the game. That's the prize. We all want to do that. However, the problem is we never know when exactly to buy low or to sell high. And the question I get, and this is the billion dollar question. So you all heard of the million dollar question. This is to me, the billion dollar question that I get often. What happens if I buy at the wrong time? And I got to say, that's a real question. So I want to answer this for you by offering you something that a couple things to think about. And that's number one. I want to make the case to you that you don't want to fight against the market. Getting in, even at the wrong time initially, still positions you to capture short term upswings when they occur in the future. So you may have missed one. But if you get in and stay in, you're in a position to capture those upswings in the future when it happened. Bottom line is, if you if you if you're not there, you can't get it. So you want to be there when it happens. So you want to position yourself accordingly by getting in. Now, I have two compelling stats for you to consider. To me, that really address the right time, wrong time narrative. So let's say we have two investors, investors A and investor B. And both of them make a investment in the S&P 500, and they do so over a 20-year period. So what I'm about to share with you is an analysis that was done by one of one of my core partners. And I really like this illustration. So I'm just going to verbally tell you what the illustration was. So had an investor invest actually two investors, investor and investor. Leader, invested $10,000 a year into the S&P 500, and they did that consistently over a 20 year period from 1998 to December 31st of 2018. So that 20 year period. Now, investor A somehow managed to pick the very best day every single year to invest. And they did that consistently. So they waited till the absolute best day, threw in their $10,000, start investing, and they did that consistently. That sounds fantastic to be able to time it up like that, that way, right? The average annual rate of return that investor A would have earned by, by doing that and being right every single year, 9.16%. Now, investor B wasn't so lucky. They actually picked the worst day. That's where the market was at its highest, and they invested every year when the market was at its highest. Even with that bad investment timing, they got in at the absolute worst time. The average annual rate of return would have been 6.91%. So, is there a difference between 6.9% and 9.16%? Yeah. Yeah. There is. It's not that big of a difference, though, from a percentage standpoint. And really, what really matters at the end of the day for investor B, even though that they were wrong. And to me, this is the powerful point, even though they might have been wrong every single year. The fact is that they put their money to work. So their two hundred thousand dollars that they would have invested into the S&P 500 over that 20 year period would have grown to four hundred fifteen thousand six hundred and sixty dollars. You know, that's what we're all trying to do is to see our dollars grow. So if you're at, so it's not about the right time or the wrong time. It's about getting in and seeing your dollars grow. So as this is an illustration, I thought it was powerful. You know, illustrations just provide you insight into what's possible. And they do not provide a guarantee or a, a warrant that you're actually going to receive the same thing because markets change and times change and things change. And neither is this the, our conversation today. But what it, the purpose is to show you historically what's happened, to tell you what the probabilities are. And that moves me to the second piece. Now, for this one, there's an investment chart that I have in my possession, but obviously I can't show it to you on the podcast. But what I will do is I will put this up on the Unbiased Money Facebook page for you to take a look at. And what this chart does is it looks at the probability of positive investment returns based upon how long you are invested in the financial markets. So if you're invested one year, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, it breaks down the probability that you will have positive investment returns. And what I found to be striking, and I'm pretty sure you will too, when you look at this chart, for those investors who stay in the market 10 years or longer, you have a 94% probability of positive investment returns. I'm gonna say that again: a 94% probability of positive investment returns if you stay in longer than 10 years. So what am I saying? A couple things. One, get in. Get in where you can and when you can. Number two, slow and steady will more than likely win the race for you. So being consistent, being methodical and slowly doing it, that will position you to win the race. And third, the reason why you'll win the race is because you're running your race according to a long-term plan and strategy, not out of immediate response to what's happening right now. So investor A, who I talked about before, they got it right every single year. But their average annual rate of return during that 20 year period was 9.1%. Let's call it 9.2% just to round it up. The person who got it wrong was at 6.9%. And when I say wrong, they waited till the market was at its highest and then invested. If you think about it, if you wait to the best opportune day to invest, you would think that your annual rate of, your annual rate of return would be significantly higher than somebody who did not get it right. But the difference between the two is really not that, it's really not that big. So in my opinion, as you can contemplate your investment moves, whether to buy, hold and, or sell, you don't want to be driven by FOMO. You don't want to be driven by, you know, by, by what you see happening. You want to ask yourself the two fundamental questions that I began with, and you want to be honest with, your, with yourself as you answer these. Because the reflection that you have and answering these questions, honestly, they can really save yourself some financial heartbreak and keep you grounded during times when there's a lot of volatility or when markets move really fast, really quickly. You don't know what to do. Just by asking yourself these fundamental questions, they can keep you grounded and help you make moves that are consistent, whatever your long-term plan or strategy, so that you can position your portfolio for long-term success. Now, as I end this, let me just share my opinion. My opinion is the volatility that's present in the market today for 2022 is not over. There's more turbulence coming. So slow and steady is exactly what you need to make it through. Whether this is, whether we're in 2022, 2023, 2024, there's always going to be volatile times in the financial market. So what you want to do, you want to be slow, steady, methodical as you make your way through. But hopefully, you understand in the illustrations that I pointed out. You don't want to fight the market. Getting in at the right time and the wrong time—it's—it's it's really a. Um, there is no right time or wrong time. It really just boils down to whatever your strategy is. So don't fight the market. Roll with it, but don't give in to FOMO. You know, keep grinding and working according to your investment strategy. Because the results will follow. In the long term, for those who have a long term perspective and for those who do wish to participate out of FOMO, can't knock you. That's what you want to do. But just know that in doing that, that's a different game that you're playing. So you need to be aware of what's driving your what's driving your actions so you know how to set your expectations accordingly. And then you can play by that rule of fear of missing out which might be a trading type of strategy versus a long-term buy and hold strategy.
0: Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Unbiased. I hope today's conversation empowered your decisions and sparked your conversation or maybe even sparked a different thought concerning your personal finances. And I greatly appreciate you again tuning in today. Feel free to reach out to me uh, via social media. My Twitter handle is Hairston, that's H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N underscore Mike. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Michael G. Hairston, MBA, or you can reach out to me via email at Michael at alphafinancial. That's one word, dot com. Again, that email is Michael at Alpha Financial dot com. Thank you very much, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.